welcome to Become a Unique Podcast, a place where you can be well and be you. We are all about lifestyle with a focus around wellness over here. One week we may be talking about gut health and the next week we may be having a conversation about being enough. No matter what the topic, the goal is to inform you with information and tools so we can vibrate higher as our true selves. Be ready to grow in a beautiful way. Becoming Unique is a growing podcast and would love your support by following or subscribing to this podcast. In Apple Podcasts, click the plus button. Reviews are also helpful for the podcast growth. So all reviews are appreciated. And lastly, but not least, be sure to share the podcast because the best advertisement is word of mouth. So let's get started with today's episode. Hey, y'all. So if you guys listened to the last episode of season five, I made an announcement in that episode saying that, you know, there's been a huge um, focus around self-love and self-care for me through my Instagram and just really infusing a lot of focus on it. And I wanted to make sure that when I arrive to season six of the Becoming Unique podcast, the season that we are currently in, I wanted to make sure I infuse some self-love episodes up in here. (laughs) I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. And I believe I said that in that episode. I said, I'm not sure how I'm going to bring self-love to the Becoming Unique podcast, but I'm going to bring it. And today I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. And my guest, ooh, she's amazing. So This is definitely a great episode to listen to in its entirety. But before I get into today's episode, I want to tell you guys a story. Um, I love this quote. Um, It is, and I've said this on the Become a Unique podcast multiple times. It is, facts tell, but story sell. So, you know, when you chit-chatting with your friend, you guys are usually going back and forth telling stories, like, and then you're engaged and you can, like, you you can receive the story a little bit differently than when maybe a teacher is standing in front of you just listing facts. (laughs) But anyway, let me not start going sidetracked. But so this story literally just happened to me like an hour ago. And I was like, I definitely need to um, share this. So I went into a, like a cafe, not really a restaurant, but like a cafe. It was one of those places where you place your order and then you, they give you a number. You sit on your table and then they find the table to, you know, drop your food off to you at. And so when I placed my order, I placed the order for a drink and a, and a salad. And they served me my drink first and I instantly noticed that it was coffee, um, so I was like, oh, this is coffee. I told the person, I was like, can you guys remake it? You know, um, I, maybe it was a miscommunication. I don't want the coffee in. Just give me the, 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 the nut milk and the, 
in in the you know the flavoring of this of this drink and so then they went back and remade it again it came back out it was it was it was coffee again i was like okay and so then it was just kind of like now it was like i was almost irritating them with this and so the third time around they got the drink correct but now um i also ordered um a green goddess salad and the green goddess salad was supposed to come with um kale and so when the salad comes i looked at i was just like i i you know it didn't trigger me at that moment like the salad's supposed to have kale i i instantly looked at it and i was like oh the salad looks kind of like crappy like it just didn't look like to me what it was supposed to look like and so i i took a couple of bites i was like wait a minute this salad is supposed to have kale and i was like wait a minute maybe i'm bugging maybe i don't know what i saw on the menu so i went you know i'm sitting there i go on my phone i go to their website and i look to see what the ingredients were and i was right and they had arugula in the salad and they had spinach in the salad which were two um which were two ingredients that were not on the list to say it was going to be kale and zucchini and like other stuff but so the salad was obviously different from what was advertised and from what I thought I was going to be getting. And then um, another thing, they never gave me a fork and knife. Then I had to like get up and go back in, get the fork. And, like, so this transaction of me just trying to sit down and have lunch was starting to become, you know, I, I was holding a lot of grace and space for everything. You know, I was just like, you know what? I was like, maybe this isn't meant to be maybe this is not meant to be and you know I thought to myself I was like do I go inside like and do I tell them like I'm gonna return this and I went back and forth with myself about this I was like oh I don't want to bother them I already did this drink thing back and forth I don't want to seem like a nuisance I don't want to be irritating you know you know all of those thoughts started popping through my mind but then I said you know what I took it back to me I was like you know what I'm not happy with what this salad looks like. I'm not happy with this drink. And I couldn't, you know, even enjoy the third drink that came out. I only took like two sips because I felt like the third time they made it, there was an attitude on it. So I instantly said when they bought me the drink the third time, I was like, I don't even know if I want this drink because now the energy that has been infused on this drink because now they're getting irritated because of all this miscommunication and and so on so i've already kind of canceled out the drink the salad was not to my expectation and what do i do do i sit there and you know for something that i paid for do i sit there and not enjoy myself because i don't want to be a nuisance or irritate someone or do i get up do I do need to do for my self-care <laughs> to take care of myself <laughs> and do what I need to do? And, and that's exactly what I did. I got up, I went inside and I told him, I was like, you know what? This salad clearly says that it's supposed to be a kale salad. And they was like, oh, we ran like a kale. I was like, well, I wasn't aware of this. No one told me this because if I would have known this when I purchased the salad, I could have made a decision if I wanted to go forward with it. And they was like, okay, you know, we understand. We'll take care of this, you know, um, and so on. And I was like, you know, also the drink. It was like, you know, I was like, I, I was like, I'm not complaining on anyone, anyone. I think everyone did an excellent job. But, you know, I just feel like, you know, it just things are off. <laughs> and I just, and I said, I just need a restart. And I don't want to continue with this meal anymore. 
So the manager ended up going ahead and voiding the transaction out or canceling it out. And I decided to go somewhere else because I was like, okay, I wanted to sit down and get something to eat. And I, was, I went to a location a couple of doors down, which was a plant a plant based um place, and I ordered something from them, and um then I went and sat outside, you know, took my food and sat outside with it, and as I'm finishing my food and I'm sitting there and like you know in my stillness. I see one of the workers from the store that, you know, I got up and did the return with. She's running up the block with a whole bunch of Trader Joe bags. And and I was like, OMG, I know she has kale in all of those bags. <laughs> I know she has the kale in those bags because the manager had just said, oh, we're sorry. We ran out of kale, you know, so we're just substituting for this, which was not, you know, which was not an excuse for not having it. Well, I'm not going to say it's not an excuse, but I think my complaint of me saying, hey, this is not what I ordered, made it, it put the fire underneath them to go ahead and say, hey, employee number A, run up the block and go get us a whole bunch of kale from, um, <laughs> from Trader Joe so we can go ahead and have our menu correct because if I would have never complained and didn't say anything and they kept making everybody solid not the way it's supposed to be I don't know if they would have gag up off their butts and said let me go run up the block and go buy some kale so we can have the proper ingredients for these salads so the reason why I'm telling you these stories this story (laughs) which may have been a little bit lengthy but I wanted to show you how I I honored myself I honored myself you know by saying you know what I'm not going to accept what was given to me just because I don't want to disrupt anybody else they did not give me the correct salad and I had a choice I had a choice to accept it or a choice to say you know what I'm going to honor what I want and I'm going to give it back so I looked out for myself and I say this is definitely also growth because they're are probably plenty of times where I would have said, oh, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to be a nuisance. I'll just deal with it right now and accepted it and never called people out on what they're doing. And by me calling them out on what they did, you know, it allowed them to get up and get on their job and get up and say, we're going to go ahead and get the right supplies because we shouldn't be doing this. Somebody was lazy today. Maybe, maybe I don't know what was the whole story, but maybe, you know, they didn't get their shipment of kale. And instead of them making that decision early on, oh, we don't have our kale today. I'm going to send employee A up the block to go get some from Trader Joe's. They wait it to a complaint came through to correct the situation. So it actually being a, it actually ended up being a plus for all of us in the picture. You know, the manager got to make the decision to go ahead and fix a situation that she thought she can just not, you know, she can avoid for the day. So be mindful. The final thought of the day on this statement is to be mindful of honoring yourself and you never know what, you know, what gift you're giving to the next person by being true to yourself. And the gift that I gave them was for them to get off their butts (laughs) 
and put the fire underneath them so they can go get those ingredients. I hope you guys were able to receive this story like I was so excited to um to tell you. So we're about to get into today's episode. And you know, it's all about um it is all about loving yourself, learning to love yourself. And my guest, ha- and you know, I'm navi- naming this episode, this title, because my guest has an ebook with this title. And I was like, oh my goodness, when I saw that she had an ebook with that title, I was like, that's a perfect title for today's episode. So if you are listening to this episode and you in- enjoy it, definitely make sure you check out my guest details and go check out her ebook, you know, so you can start to have the tools in place to start to introduce, you know, more self-care, more self-love and just be, you know, in alignment and in acknowledging it and so on. So this episode is chock full. So let me get right into it. Let's go. Today on the Become a Unique podcast, I have a very special guest by the name of Letitia. That's it, right? <laughs> yes, you did. Hi, everyone. Hey. So on my Instagram this year, I kind of started off the beginning of the year with doing like a 21-day self-love um, journey with another, you know, Instagrammer. And we were just infusing a lot of energy around self-love and you know I just want to continue that energy on this podcast and have episodes you know with a focus around self-love because just as I told you before we started recording this I didn't realize I was missing self-love until I started to um bring it into my life I thought I was supposed to just pour into everyone else and forgetting to pour into myself. So I'm so happy that I'm going to have this conversation with you today as we dig deep into, you know, learning to love ourselves. And I'm excited to talk about you because you have an ebook on this and all types of stuff. So yes. Yes. So before we get started with even talking about self-love, who is Letitia? Who is Letitia? Well, I am a 40-year-old Black woman who is very passionate about helping other people and especially within our community with holistic health. Um, so that looks like all different types of things. So I um, help people eat more health-consciously, Um, I guide people into self-love, inner child healing, really getting to roots of problems so that you can live a more peaceful and balanced life. Um, And that kind of just sums up a little bit about me because I feel like my work that I do is kind of intertwined with my being. It sounds a little crazy, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like the my lifestyle my business they're all aligned and it's something that I'm very passionate about I started my business piece of food wellness 12 years ago Um, my main focus was helping people eat healthier with a focus on veganism Um, it's changed and morphed over the years 
but I still love helping our people realize that we have more self-worth than we think we do. We have to love ourselves more so then that it ripples out into all the, the, the younger generations. So that sums it up a little bit. <laughs> hey, I love it all. And I love the name of your um, business, Peace of Love, because it's spelled peace as in like peace. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, P-E-A-C. So yes. I, I absolutely love that because it's bringing peace. I'm, I'm interpreting it as like, it's bringing peace with your food, you know. On all levels on all the levels, not just the food you eat at the table, but the food you consume mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So exactly. You know, it's, uh, (laughs) I just actually um, changed my Instagram um, bio today and I changed it to say, you know, um, it's not, I can't remember where I wrote now, but it's <laughs> not about the, the magic blue pill. So many people are just looking for that magic blue pill. I, and, and then I said, it's not about the magic blue pill. It's about the journey, the lifestyle. And yeah, so, and that's beautiful that you said, it's not just about the food. Cause it's like, well, what do I eat to, to lose this weight? It's all, you know, it's like, yeah, that's like, one the- part, like that's important, but we can't get caught up in just diet because our diet isn't just the end all be all you know yeah and I've told clients in the past like you could have the perfect diet and everything else is crumbling in your life so you have to have balance in all the other parts too exactly I love it so today's topic is self-love so what is your definition of self-love Ooh, my definition of self-love is really getting to know yourself on a very, very deep level and loving yourself unconditionally. Um, Not just what's on the surface, digging deep, being honest with yourself so that you can take those healing steps. Um, so self-love isn't just the bubble baths and getting your nails done. Like (laughs) it's kind of portrayed. Um, it, it can be that, and it is that, but I feel like we can take it so many steps deeper where you're reconnecting with the true you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Yeah. that's what I think self-love is. I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, it's getting, getting to know, love yourself on a deeper level than just the bubble baths or Mm -hmm. let me go get my hair done. And yes, that does make you feel good, but also just, yeah, just digging deeper than to be okay when your hair is not done or your nails are not done, (laughs) you know, being okay with that love as well, um, within yourself. So, Yes, exploring how can we love ourselves deeper than those moments of like instant like gratification, like, oh, my nails are done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just because the image of you is put together, what's going on with everything else? So I think it's all of those layers that you have to get in touch with. And a lot of times we arrive in adulthood and we don't truly know who we are Mm -hmm. for various reasons, whether it's like 
childhood trauma, trauma from relationships, stress, um, illness, physical illness that we kind of just, you know, tap off as just it's physical. It doesn't connect to the emotional. So it's really tapping into all of those things. And a lot of us are moving towards that. And I'm, I'm excited for that. And especially within the black community where we're, we're taught or we're, we're told that we're not good enough in, in certain instances. So letting go of a lot of insecurities is a part of that. Yeah. And, you know, um, just thinking back to my self-love um, journey, if I look back like 10 years ago, um, I, and someone said self-love, first of all, I, I, self-love was just a foreign language to me um, a few, just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I would have never thought to myself, if someone said, Unique, do you love yourself? I wouldn't have thought like, I don't love myself, but but it, I'm just thinking about that. I don't think I really had a chance to get to know myself to love myself. Right. And, you know, it's like a lot of times, you know, being a child and being brought up, you don't necessarily always have to have a trauma situation. It's just that a lot of times you're living in your home and a lot of parents, you know, I'm a parent. And sometimes we dictate, do this, do that, do this, do that. And mm the child is having a hard time with exploring themselves because we're living underneath the umbrella of the parent, the parent telling us to do this, do that. And so now how are we able to explore ourselves? And, you know, what about if I want to play in the mud and that just makes, gives me joy, but the parents telling me stop playing in the mud, stop playing in the mud and something that was giving me joy, I have to stop doing because the parent thinks that I shouldn't be doing it. So now I'm, I'm learning. So now a child is slowly learning to close up those, you know, those windows of love that they may have for something, you know, because now, and the parent has no ill will <laughs> in what they're doing. The parent is doing what they think they should. So I feel like, you know, being growing up and, you know, you be doing what your parents telling you to do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I got into a relationship very young in high school. And so then I went ahead and now right after, you know, not even having enough time to learn who I was, I'm jumping into a relationship and now catering into that relationship instead of catering to myself. Right. And right. now never having a moment to myself, to be with myself and learn myself, understand myself, who am I? And so now, right after now, relationship, now guess what happens next? Children happen. Now you're investing your whole energy and being into the children. And again, never having a moment with myself to learn to love to love myself. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's not like I came from a traumatic background. My goodness, like I wasn't, you know, but this, I think my story is a a story of a lot of people and, you know, a lot of us. And then it's like, did we ever have a moment to sit with ourselves, to really explore ourselves, to love ourselves? And then we, you know, then I get to 40 plus and I'm, now I'm sitting here, you know, slowly like, you know, realizing that self-love is needed. And um, sometimes I babble on, so maybe I babbled on. <laughs> oh no, you're no um, So yeah, so, uh, you know, that, that that's kind of like, so now I'm exploring self-love after 40 and, you know, I just wanted to explain the background because also sometimes, 
we may hear, you know, we may think like, oh, that's not my issue because I didn't come from a bad background. Oh, right. I, you know, we may think that, but then have we really explored, explored it on a deeper level? Exactly. Exactly. Like you said at the, like you said at the very beginning, you know, learning to, you know, love yourself on a deeper level. Um, outside of the level that what everyone has kind of like dictated to you like okay you know society sometimes dictates who we're supposed to be and then we never got to realize who are we supposed to be (laughs) so it's very true mm -hmm. yeah I think a lot of it can be um, connected with a lot of uh, you know negative self-talk that's like a huge thing that Mm-hmm. I've dealt with personally and clients I've worked with. How do you change that? Like, how do you get out of that? Because that will tear down your self-love completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're beating yourself up all the time, like, oh, I'm so stupid. I forgot to do this or I'm dumb or I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. And it's constant and you're badgering yourself. Never mind if someone else is doing that. Um, to you because you might attract that if you're doing that within yourself because I really do feel like your outside world reflects your inner world so if you're beating yourself up what is that looking like what are you allowing other people to do to you as well so that's a huge one like how do you flip some of these negative things that you say to yourself and I love affirmations and I'm not saying, and I always tell people affirmations are just a tool. It's not like going to be the savior of your life. Mm-hmm. However, it's practice. Like if you're practicing negative self-talk every day, do the opposite. Practice some of these uh, positive affirmations, even if you don't believe them at first, you know, mm-hmm. and make them very personal, make them very deep. And I think that is, I always tell people that's like one thing you can quickly do no matter where you are. If you have nothing, you don't have a pen, a paper, you're just all alone with your mind. How can you flip that one negative thing, that one negative thought that's floating by that you think is going to ruin your day, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so stupid. I'm late to work. How do you flip that? Like, no, I'm not stupid. I just need to plan a little bit better, you know? I, yeah. I'm, I'm very smart. I'm not stupid whatsoever. So how can you flip that? And how, where did those negative thoughts come from? Mm-hmm. I always like to ask people like, do you really believe what you're saying to yourself? Did someone else say this to you? Like, where did these thoughts come from? Where is the root that you can like pluck it out? and know in your heart that these statements aren't true or these emotions aren't true or these emotions are just passing so yeah there's practice it's work and I think that's the hard part for people the work yes and you know it's not just a I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and I'm gonna have all the self-love that I need and deserve and want Exactly. Now it takes actual work and observations and, and yeah, it takes work and practice. It, yeah. And I wanted to add on to what you just said that, you know, 
we also have to be aware that we're doing the negative self talk. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't aware, and I, you know, and I look back to like ten years ago. Someone said to me, "Why do you do that to yourself all the time?" Um, I was like, "What are you talking about?" She was like, "If I give you a compliment, you take it away." Oh, yes, this old shirt too. Oh yeah. Oh, this and and my daughter. I remember my daughter when my daughter is like. 20 now but I remember she was like seven she was just she would say just take the compliment I couldn't Mm -hmm. take a compliment I had to take it away all the time and I it didn't click to me then but now I'm just like looking back on you know how I pulled myself down when I didn't need to bring myself down Mm -hmm. you know and and like you said finding the root to it and it's not necessarily always our household. It's also society is also. Oh, absolutely. Between the running narratives of what we think some someone's supposed to look like. And if we're not matching that narrative, then it's subcontinent, you know, brainwashing us to think, oh, I don't look like this. So I'm not worthy of it, you know, right, and it right. comes back to the I am enough. I am enough as is and that we don't have to believe the stories that are being told to us out there. Exactly. Exactly. And, and like you said, that's the hard part, like rechanging. And I and and we have to hold um space and, and grace for ourselves because if we spent 40 years running the narrative of the outside for our lives, it's gonna take a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna Oh, it sure moment. is. Yes. Yeah. So, so you do have to like you can't be too hard on yourself whatsoever. You do have to extend that grace to yourself. Yes, definitely. You know, so um, has soulful love always been a part of like your lifestyle? Like, has it always been present for you? It hasn't. No, Um, I'm uh, someone who happened to come from, um, I, I hate to say traumatic childhood but yes I did come from a space I'm getting to the point where I can actually admit to it and not hide it where I did come from a household that wasn't the the best and my path took me I grew up religious first so I was a Baptist Christian and it served its purpose I'm very spiritual now um it served its purpose for me because that's where I, I learned to love myself. Essentially, I learned um, about self-worth from, from some religion. And I think as I grew up though, when I started to like stray away from religion, I didn't really, I never, it never even crossed my mind, like self-love, like negative self-talk. Like you said, you did, you weren't aware of it. I was just living, like I was just going through life. That's kind of how I felt in my 20s and maybe even my early 30s that I was just floating by and not really being self-aware and conscious of some of like my behaviors towards myself or towards other people. So self-love was definitely not in my vocabulary um, until I think I started exploring different spiritual practices and when I started to change my diet and started to explore like just different parts of myself that I never explored before so it definitely has been a journey and it it was a journey that I started I feel like I will say like uh 
15 years ago, I started mm-hmm. with the self-love journey and really trying to tap into how do I bring more peace to myself? How do I bring more balance to my life? How do I bring more healing to my life and clarity about who I am? So it took a while yeah. and it's still happening. It's not just, a, <laughs> oh, I I'm, love myself and that's it. No, yeah. it's an ongoing journey and it's shifting and I'm still unlearning things and relearning things and yeah it's fascinating life is really fascinating (laughs) yeah you know I I can agree with you I mean well of course I I feel like I am similar to you in the way that self-love came into my life I didn't wake up saying today's the day I'm going to start searching for self-love I'm I didn't, I just started, you know, taking yoga, you know, I started to make a lifestyle shift. And once that lifestyle shift started to happen, then the the talk of self-love came into play. Then the realization of like, you know, oh, changing the narrative of the way I'm speaking to myself, adding in the affirmations and so on. All of that started to change. But when I was in that other place, and, and now I like to kind of like, I'm, I like to think of it as like kind of like vibrating a little bit higher. I felt like before mm-hmm. I was kind of vibrating in the, at a lower space. Right. And, yes. and, I, and when I was vi- vibrating at a lower space, I was completely unaware of, you know, the negative talk, the negative thoughts and so on that I was having towards myself. And, you know, with moving into the lifestyle change, it, 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 it started to make me more mindful so um, I'm happy that you said it that way because, you know, it just, it, if someone's looking for self-love, they may not have to say, oh, I need self-love. They just may need a lifestyle change. Yeah. And it takes time, like you said, and they're shifting because change is hard. And even just that word change, like people don't like that word. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that part of yourself where you have to get over that obstacle of like, do I want to change? Do I want to shift into a different way of being? And it's not always just like you said, a light bulb just goes off. Sometimes it is like, I feel like I've had epiphanies in my life that have shifted my life, but sometimes it just happens gradually. Like, it happens when you start to realize you're in survival mode or victim mentality mode, or you're always scattered and you're like, why am I always scattered? And that could lead you to journaling. Journaling can lead you to affirmation. Like, so like you said, the yoga. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you just wake up and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to have a spa day and love myself. And that's just it. No, it's like you, you do have a journey and it's not just a happy-go-lucky journey. It's up and down sometimes. It's phases like the moon. It's yeah. always, it can always go up. It can always go back down. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Just going back to it is a journey and I like to compare it to the weather. Like people mm-hmm. may want it to be a sunny 75 every day, 
and that's not how the weather happens. <laughs> right. You know, some days you're going to have rain and, 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 and wind and it's going to be cold or too hot some days. But at the end of the day, we survive all of those days. <laughs> and we and we need all of those days as well, too. You know, we yeah, need the rain. They all serve a purpose. Yes, they that's, all. That's the part about it that uh, can be challenging to... <laughs> To accept, like, even the so-called negative things in our lives serve a purpose for learning certain lessons, even if it's hurtful, even if it's painful. And it's all in your perspective, I guess. There's a a quote out there, and I may get the quote wrong, but I'll get the gist of it. It's like... Mm -hmm start the walk and the way will appear and Mm. I like to think that about my journey like I didn't know I would be here a few years ago where I'm at today but I just started and a lot of times we are looking for the end destination well is this going to make me get here am I get I we don't know where it's going to take you to it may take you to an even more beautiful place than you're envisioning but you just got to start you mm-hmm. got to start the walk and the way will appear. And like you said, you know, you start journaling and then it takes you to the next thing and to the next thing. Once you start, but if you didn't start journaling, it may not have t- taken you to the next level, you know, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah. Start small, start somewhere. And that's, that's the thing about it. That's the, even with goals, you know, we want that instant thing. Oh, I want to go travel the entire world. Okay. It takes mm-hmm. one step at a time. That could be overwhelming. So what's step number one? Let's plan out how we want to travel. Let's look at different travel agencies. Let's look at YouTube videos. I don't know. Yeah. But it is in, I'm a planner. I'm all about writing down your goals and really working towards them. I'm not like a hundred percent planner. I can be spontaneous, but it helps. It helps get it out of your head so your brain doesn't feel like it's all over the place or overwhelmed. And it helps to actually see your dream on paper too. You know, write it down. What steps can you, what's the first step you can take? Don't even think about traveling the world like yeah. the whole entire trip. What's that first step? And that could ease some of the anxiety in your mind where, okay, I can just do one piece at a time and not feel even more overwhelmed. So it's just that first step. (laughs) You know, there's this podcaster I listened to, um, Ed Milet. Um, He's not spiritual. He's just more like more businessy kind of, but he, I I Mm -hmm. like that he says, um, you need to have Michael goals and micro Mm -hmm. so just small goals just small goals it's like I know we want we want the big house and the big this and the big that we're dreaming big every day but we need to just start with the very basics so okay you want your six-pack stomach you know what start with just getting a gym membership let's start let's start there or just start with 10 minutes of like ab workouts a day or whatever it may be but you know you got to start small and sometimes when we see the big goal and if we you know 
if we want to have $100,000 in the bank and then we feel like our bank account is in the negative, it just seems so huge to get to $100,000. So maybe your goal will be have $100 in the bank by the end of the month, you know, right. instead of having this goal like, oh, I'll never be rich. It's ridiculous. I, I can't get out the negative. Like, you know, you it can get overwhelming. Some of our, go our goals that we set for ourselves aren't realistic sometimes. Not to say you can't dream big, but yeah. if it's going to overwhelm you, yeah, we have to have those smaller goals to train our mind to work exactly. towards the bigger goals. Yeah, because then you throw in the towel like, oh, it's ridiculous. It's not for me. You know, you, I hear that a lot. Oh, that's not for me. I can't. That's not for me. So yeah. just starting off with the micro goals and then it will constantly, constantly um, just keep growing by you showing up. And that's a big key of just yeah. showing up. So, you know, you def you have an ebook, you know, called Falling in Love with Yourself. Um, have you always understood the idea of falling in love with loving yourself? I don't think I've always understood it, but the more I do my inner work, the more I am closer to it. <laughs> I will say. I like that. Um the more I realize, you know, yes, we are these physical bodies. We are here. We're experiencing all of these earthly pleasures and non-pleasures. <laughs> um, but we are essentially like spiritual beings that we should still enjoy our earthly time here. But also what is going on within us that we're ignoring, you know, mm -hmm. uh, what is going on with that disconnect with with our body, with our mind, with our heart. So I think the more I, I literally study myself and my patterns, I start to, I guess, understand unconditional love and falling in love with myself even more so then that I can love other people mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, I think it's a lifelong thing. Yeah, it, it, life is a journey. Who knows? <laughs> you know, and that's exactly like, well, my name is, my name is unique, but I'm calling myself becoming unique. Um, mm -hmm. And the reason why I took the becoming in front of my name is because um, when Michelle Obama came out with her book, Becoming, <laughs> mm -hmm. she had an interview with um, Oprah. And in the interview, she said, I hate when people ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up as if growing up is a final destination? It's not a final destination. You're constantly evolving. And I was like, that's right. And, and actually those key words was what helped me, you know, go on my journey is because of the fact that I took away, like, I think I was walking around with the idea that this is it. I have, I have arrived into adulthood and this is what life is. Yeah. I think that's how I felt in like my twenties when I kind of failed at what I wanted to be when I grew up, which was a doctor. So I didn't complete that. And in the back of my mind, I think I've always carried that where it's an insecurity because society puts so much weight on one, your career. And 
it's something that it's like, why do we put so much pressure on children to know that at that age? Yeah. And what if it changes? And what if they go a whole completely another direction? And it's okay to change. want to go to college. What yeah. if, there's so many, but um, I think a lot of people hold those insecurities because society places like, oh, you know, these careers are above this or this career is going to make you so much more money. So you should aspire to do this. And I think it puts so much pressure on, on children and teenagers that then we feel like failures. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's It's like society. Like I said, it's, it's not necessarily always the parents. It's just like right. going out into, you know, society. And then also we're glorifying the people that are making the money instead of right. the people that are happy. Right. You know, we're glorifying this. Like we're thinking this is what life is supposed to be. We're supposed to be like the people that are making money and, and so on. So it's so many layers. That's why we have to be so secure with ourselves because in yes. otherwise the outside will determine who we are. Exactly. Exactly. And it's all about finding that inner confidence and um, that self-esteem, which that's something that I've been talking about lately a lot because I, um, I also incorporate like uh, chakra work into my business. So I've been focusing on the solar plexus chakra with, which deals with confidence, which deals with your inner strength and your self-esteem. And even if you're someone who doesn't subscribe to anything dealing with chakras, just having confidence and letting go of insecurities are a big part of life. Um, mm -hmm. And it's something we have to figure out, like why do you have low confidence or why do you have low self-esteem and where does that come from and what can you do to help yourself or shift it? So, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm a true believer where intention goes, energy will flow. So, um, you know, like you said, if someone doesn't subscribe to the, the, um, the whole chakra system, it's just, it's the idea of like, you know, once you um, focus in that area, like, okay, like this is the area I need, like if it's the throat chakra or whatever it may be, you know, once you put your mind to like, okay, I need to start working on my voice, like why, you know, amplifying yes. my voice or maybe taking it down if it's over or underactive. But once you put your mindset to put the energy there, then you, the energy will start to flow in that area. So, right. you know, like someone like, that's why I like to also think of the chakras for like maybe the mainstream that's like, hmm, what are you talking about? These energy centers? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have to put some crystals here. Like you, you don't have to necessarily use all those. No, tools, but, right, exactly. But once you start to put the mindset in that area, and if anyone looks at anything in their life, whatever they focus on, it's thriving. You know, that that area of their life has some type of thriving, even if it's focusing on the littlest things, like it's thriving because you put intention in that area. So that's what the chakra system is grateful because now you're going through all of these energy centers, your, your root chakra, you know, everything is like, you know, okay, this is an area I may need help in. Right. But, um, you know, and, and so I just wanted to throw that in, like where intention goes, energy will flow. And exactly, exactly. 
So tell me about your ebook, Falling in Love with Loving Yourself. Sure. So it is an ebook slash workbook because there's definitely steps in there for you to do the work because I can't be there all the time with, mm-hmm. with uh, clients. So this book is all about letting go of, we've touched upon the negative self-talk, letting go of overthinking, um, letting go of insecurities that you may have within yourself, worrying about what other people think about you. Like, is that stopping you from living the life that you want to live? So within... um, this ebook, I talk about daily self-care practices, uh, letting go of self-judgment, letting go of um, old habits that don't serve you anymore, uh, growing your confidence, being yourself more, and like living in your truth, mm-hmm. and really like knowing that you have the power, mm-hmm. letting go of that powerlessness because a lot of us do feel feel powerless in this climate, this collective climate that we're in right now. I'm not even gonna mention what's going on, but we all know what's going on in the world. There's so many things that can get caught up in our our mind and in in our emotions. And if you're an empathetic person, it's going to drain you. So how are you taking the steps to take care of you? So that then you can help heal other people or you can help guide other people. You can help shift the crazy collective world right now (laughs) that we're in. So it's about uh, self-transformation within this workbook. And yeah, it's simple Mm -hmm. steps um, to let go of, like I said, things that no longer serve you, letting go of self-sabotage. letting go of stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. getting to just the root of what you need to grow like what you personally need I give suggestions but you know what you need deep inside like I might need yoga but you might want to go do kickboxing or run a marathon or not do any sports you know or not do any of that type of thing but I think we all need these types of things to wake ourselves up to know that, hey, your self-worth is all about you. It's about you. It's about what you feel about you and how you can uplift yourself and know that you have that power. Yeah. 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 The self-empowerment part is huge. Yeah, yeah, like it, it goes back to like what I was just saying, where intention goes, energy will flow. But, yes, you know, just yes. by having a tool like this, it's putting the intention around the things you, and sometimes it's like, we know this stuff about ourselves. We know we want to work on this. We know we want to work on that, but we just haven't put the energy into it or we haven't started to break down rituals to help us towards the goal of what we know we want to improve in our lives. So are we prioritizing ourselves too? Mm -hmm. That's a part that I had mentioned before, like, especially with black women and the strong black independent woman thing. uh, I don't know what to call it, but that whole term or umbrella of we think 
we can save everyone or we think we can help everyone. And sometimes we put ourselves, we put ourselves on the back burner. Yeah. And that's self-sabotage at the highest level. And sometimes we don't recognize it because we think we're being helpful. We think we're helping everyone or you have to, it's an obligation. Mm-hmm. And we ignore ourselves. Yeah. We ignore uplifting ourselves so that we can serve the community. Like if you and I are drained, how can we then do this podcast or how can we help our clients? Yeah. So that's another big one. Yeah, just the, the, the saying, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So fulfill yes. yourself first and then with overflow, you can distribute out to the rest, you know, Absolutely. so absolutely yeah it's just so many um so many key points and everything that you said but yeah it's starting with the man in the mirror like Michael Jackson said so starting with the the man in the mirror and you know this this um movie keeps popping in my head it's been popping in my head for quite a few months now and it's the last dragon do you remember the last dragon oh my god i haven't seen it in a while (laughs) yeah i haven't seen it in forever either but you know except for sometimes you may see clippings or something somewhere but you know you i I probably saw this movie like a hundred times when i was a kid because you know when Mm -hmm. we were kids it's not like we had all these streaming options you had that one vcr tape and right you rewatch it it over and over (laughs) over and over again but you know it the meaning didn't catch up to me until now where you know um was it Leroy and he was they um and sure enough was like you know who your master who your master and Mm -hmm. at the very end he realized he was the master of himself and that's when he um that's when he got his powers because we're giving our powers to everyone else because we're believing they're yes. the master. And even though his, his um, I guess his coach or whatever, it was like trying to tell him like, you are the master of you. You know, I believe that's what the message was. I need to go rewatch the movie. It's been 30, 40 years now. <laughs> but, um, you know, at the beginning, he was like, okay, you, you're here, you, you've arrived, but he, Leroy still didn't see it until he was definitely, again, he was in the storm, he was in, at the bottom, like, you know, and, and that's what happens. A lot of times we have to be at the bottom of the mud Ooh. storm to realize yes. <laughs> what, what's been being told to us all along. And when he was there and sure enough was holding him down saying who your master who your master and now he's having the flashbacks of the everything going through his head and he was like I'm the master and it's like literally bringing chills to me and you know of course he was in the fighting scene there but that is the truth for every one of our lives right we have to stop giving our power to the world, to our neighbors, to everyone else, to something that a stranger said with their insecurities and threw it on us. Right. And now we're holding that. We've given all of these people and elements outside of ourselves the power, but we are the masters of ourselves. And once we start to like take in that, then we start to understand like the self-love, like plays a part of that 
So, um, yeah, that just popped in my brain. So I just felt like I wanted to. Now I'm going to want to go watch, so I got to go find it. Yeah, I know. We're going to have to scream it somewhere. I've done to talk it all out. Yeah, I know. I need to rewatch it. Maybe I'm telling a different story, but this is a story I remember. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what, yeah, the gist of it was. I don't remember all of it, but yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So now that I just uh, went, like, you know, went off a little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> like it's all connected. Um, uh, does falling in love with yourself look different from falling in love with another? Hmm. I, I don't think so. Because I think it is a reflection. Like it's literally... Whatever is happening, I think right in the moment, like right now in your life, that is the mirror of your internal, like what you need internally or what's going on internally. So I think, for example, if you have people that are mistreating you in your life, how did you show them to treat you? Mm. And I'm not saying like, because sometimes this can come like, it can sound victim blamey. And I'm not coming from a place of victim blaming because I'm, I want to come from more of a place of like self-accountability. Yeah. And I have a quote in actually my self-love uh, ebook that says, how do you love yourself? And this is another kind of like cliche quote, but it's true. How you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if maybe you are, you have this self-negative talk all the time, are there people talking negatively to you or are there people trying to show you outside of yourself, like your self-worth and you're ignoring it? Yeah. So I think it could go either way if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I always feel like hold up the mirror because that is going to show you, Hmm. Am I putting myself on the back burner or are other people putting me on the back burner? Am I projecting Mm. that outwardly? Yeah. Am I treating myself with the utmost respect and is, am I showing people this is how I deserve to be treated mm. and worthy to be treated this way? So I think, I think it's a little complicated, but I think, yes, there's a spectrum of how, like, of that. If you are truly loving yourself, you probably wouldn't keep yourself in like a not so good environment. Yeah. But if not, you would continue to make excuses and enable, or you might just ignore it. So I think it is that reflection. And I think that's where that mirror work comes in. Not, I mean, you can literally do mirror work. It depends on what you believe in. But the mirror work of self-reflection and really, like we said before, getting to know yourself deeply so you can love yourself and then show others how to love you. Mm, I think I still I find things like wow that that may be a behavior that you may not accept from someone but are you accepting it from yourself or vice versa like are you allowing people to to walk all over you so I think it is as above so below as within so without so the reflection is definitely showing you something yeah and, and, and yeah, and it takes growth to really recognize it and see. It. Yeah, it takes time and a, a lot of growth. <laughs> and that's why I'm happy we're able to have this conversation because it's allowing, you know, 
when you know better, you, you have the opportunity to do better and people could just be, you know, so unaware. Like I said, I, you know, I've spent most of my whole life being unaware of a lot of things, being unaware of, you know, me putting myself down <laughs> when yes. people were um, complimenting me and I'm like, and I'm taking the compliment away. Like I'm just completely was unaware of that. I'm reflecting back on it now and now seeing that like, wow, I really just didn't know that I was doing that to myself. And what makes, can I ask you, what makes you not want to accept a compliment? I guess I didn't think I was enough. Hmm. And I, and well, I'm not going to say, I guess I, I didn't think I was enough that that's why I couldn't take it. I had to give the compliments back. Yeah. And that's interesting. That's like, um, I always think of like the balance of giving and receiving. And I think that connects back to like the, again, strong, independent, and not even just black women, just strong, independent women, just in general, like we think we have to give, 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 give. Mm -hmm. And even it turns into like, we don't accept compliments sometimes. Cause I've, I've experienced that too within myself. Like I feel shy if someone compliments me around someone or mm -hmm. I think I look a mess, so I'm not going to take the compliment, but it's like, yeah. is the universe giving me signals? Like, no, you look good. You don't need makeup or you look great. Like your outfit is beautiful, even though you think you just threw it on in two seconds or yeah. your work is amazing, even if you think like you can't write. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting what we we like really put these blocks up and we don't allow ourselves to receive sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. It really is. And I can say, even though I'm aware of it now, the habits are still there. I have to catch myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's practice. To, you know, yeah. It's so, practice. and even by us just having this conversation, I'm like, okay, let me be mindful to be open. Like I, like I was envisioning my heart opening to receive yeah. the compliments and, and, you know, and look at the person and say, thank you. You're opposed to be like, no, you know, this old thing. Uh, yeah. My head down, look to the side and like almost close my eyes. Like I, I can't accept it. And, you know, I just, you know, as we were sitting, we were just having this part of the conversation. I had to like literally try to envision myself looking at the person, opening my heart and receiving yes. the compliment where like I said the past it was like my head is on the side I can't look at them I'm throwing it back like don't give this to me I don't deserve it <laughs> so it reminds uh, me of like okay there's this TikTok video there's probably a lot of these channels where like people are walking up to houseless people and like being generous and giving them like five hundred dollars a thousand dollars and the, it's always like their first instinct to say no. And that happens on all levels. Like we don't know how to accept blessings sometimes. And that's a, self, a, a form of self-sabotage, I feel. Mm -hmm. And is it like, we don't think we're deserving? Like, do we not think we deserve to be like taken care of or someone give us something give us a gift or it's very it's it, it's just a very interesting thing because I've always thought about that like why can't people accept compliments or they don't like to accept gifts 
Mm-hmm. Or if you offer someone money, they refuse it and you know damn well they need it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that block? And I think it's a part of like a weird like self-sabotage where is it embarrassment, shame, guilt? You're not worthy of accepting when you truly are. So it's yeah, I think- pra- and like you said, it's practice, it takes practice. You yeah. catch yourself. <laughs> And I think with um, me, you know, like kind of like it was like the mirror, like I didn't think I was deserving, like you telling me this about myself, like I don't see myself that way. So how can you see me that way Yeah. for me? And, you know, um, I think like some people, it may be embarrassment, like you said, like, oh, you know, someone needs help but they, they're embarrassed to accept it because they don't want you to think they need help, <laughs> you yeah. know? And so, yeah. yeah, so it's it's up to that person to really do that shadow work and really like be honest with themselves. Like, why can't they accept it? Why are you embarrassed? You know, people yeah. know this about you anyway. So why are you trying to hide it? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, yeah. why are you trying to act like, oh, you're too good to, to accept this handout when you know darn well you need it. Um, mm you know, that's because that's another, like, they may not be in my shoes, but they may have a different, um, a different um, issue that they need to work through. So yeah, right. it's just, you know, but bringing awareness to it and conversation starts the awareness. Um, and that's why I'm happy yeah. this conversation's happening, because then, you know, as we know, things fall upon the ears that they need to fall upon. And exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm happy that we got to um, definitely talk about that so tell me before we end the podcast like what are like what does some of your self-love rituals look like because we know we say it doesn't always look like the bubble bath and and um and nails like so someone may be like well what 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 is it then (laughs) yeah so some of my simple like rituals is definitely journaling and that can be simple as like writing down what I did during my day, all the way to a little bit more in depth of like you said, shadow work and writing letters to people and burning them and brain dumps. But the writing aspect and getting something out of my mind and onto paper helps me tremendously. So that's a part of my self-love journey. Affirmations, like I've said before, whether it's like recording them I'll record them on like my voice notes for myself um, and listen to my own voice I think that's a powerful thing to do um, for everyone like you can listen to other people's voices but your voice and listening into it yourself with affirmations I think that takes it a step further Mm -hmm. Um, other things that I personally do gardening for me is um, something that I love anything with nature like walking uh, just on trails, going in my backyard, uh, being around my pets. That is something that uh, I love, hanging around people that are like-minded and having really deep conversations. That is something for me personally that I love and that I think raises my vibration. all the way to just sitting in silence, meditating, being alone, my solitude, to be to hanging with you know my partner. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of different things, traveling, 
Yeah. But doing the deep inner work is, uh, I love that. I'm a very, I'm an, I have a lot of air in my chart, my birth chart. So I tend to be in my head a lot. So I love to write. I love to get all of the stuff that's in my head out. So that could look differently for someone else. But um, those are just a few things within my rituals that I love to do. Yeah, I like that. It was very um, diverse as well, too. And I also, I also like that you um, mentioned solitude. I know solitude may not be for everyone, but you know, sometimes we set in our mind, we're supposed to be doing something to be, you know, self-caring and self-loving, like, but doing nothing is doing something. Right. um, Which a lot of people have, um, I think they do struggle with being with themselves. mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the quarantine showed us that, you know, people (laughs) wanted to get out of the house and didn't know how to sit with themselves and it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because unknowingly shallow work starts to come in when you have to sit with yourself. Yeah. Thinking about stuff. I don't want to think about this. Let me get out of here. (laughs) I'm not dealing with this (laughs) because when you're out there in the world, you're constantly being distracted and you, and you're, uh, um, you're able to avoid the stuff that you need to address. Because, yes, like, absolutely. Know, yeah. And a lot of people need to admit that to themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I so, think everyone needs some time alone. And that means like, let, even with your phone, like put your phone yeah. down, go sit in somewhere, go sit outside and just stare at a tree or listen to the birds. Yeah. I don't know. Just sit there without anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and find your version of self-love. Yeah. Find your version, because like you said earlier on, you do yoga, but maybe someone else will do kickboxing or cardio or whatever it is. Right. And a lot of times on these self-love, self-care pages, it's us, the spiritual yogis, talk about, you know, and, 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 you're, and, and it's okay that your self-love doesn't look like, you know, something right. that we do. You know, you right. don't have to go around burning sage and incense and stuff like that if it's irritating you, like. Exactly. <laughs> be okay with that if you're sneezing or if you <laughs> yeah be and, and be okay with that and be okay with learning your version of it because like um that that's again society trying to dictate to you what you think something's supposed to look like just being okay with having a conversation with yourself on what those things look like for you and it just bringing exactly. awareness to it um so is there like any advice that you would want to give someone that wants to express love to themselves, but they feel so lost and don't know where to start. Like, you know, like even I feel like we kind of touched on that throughout the um the show, but like, is there like a piece of advice that you would want to, you have a client that comes to you and is like, I think I'm supposed to be loving myself. But I, I just don't even know where to start, girl. Yes, I think <clears throat> the first thing I really advise my clients to do is to take an inventory on your life and it may seem overwhelming at first but like we were talking about before when we're like making goals but we kind of make them a little bit too overwhelming for ourselves Um, what I like to do with my clients is sit down and look at the different areas of their life so okay your relationships your your diet, your career, what's going on in, let's say, those three areas of your life and kind of 
like observe what is happening. Are you happy in your workplace? Are you happy as an entrepreneur? What are your goals you're working towards? What would you rate it on a scale of one to 10? Are you happy? Mm-hmm. So you have to start with that evaluation of your life in a sense. And it sounds kind of like, oh, let me write down like, you know, a a score, but it kind of gives you a sense of where to begin. Because a lot of times we feel lost, we feel scattered and you don't know where to begin. So if you just take an inventory of your life, are you happy in your relationships? Mm -hmm. Are you happy with your friendships? Where, and once you start to get a sense of like, hmm, maybe I'm not happy. Maybe I thought I was happy, or maybe I'm so happy with my career and I'm so happy with my relationships, but I would like to change my, my lifestyle, my eating habits and my exercise. So you have to start with kind of just a little map of your life and evaluate mm-hmm. what is going on. Cause sometimes we're not aware. We're just you're programmed moving to, through life. Yeah. We're programmed to just keep going with the, the flow, but you know, yeah. 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 So that's where I start with my clients, just kind of like a very simple evaluation of the areas they think need the most shifting and unlearning and relearning. And then we go from there. We go from, okay, let's figure out. You want to become an entrepreneur? This is your passion. You found a new passion. Then let's figure out how to get you to step one. All right, step two, step three. And while also, you know, living your life and um, letting go of some old habits that are going to get in your way. And that's another step because sometimes we don't want to let go of things, but it takes steps and it takes you wanting to get there. It takes you really having that commitment and discipline. And some, some people are ready and some people aren't, and that's perfectly fine. But when you are ready, I feel like that is a great first step, just like a simple life evaluation and go from there. I like that a lot. I like that you said to first start off of like taking an inventory of like your life and um, what do you want to work on? Because sometimes it's like, again, people are looking for the magic blue pill and a lot of people are selling the magic blue pill. Just do this and do that. And then your life, you're going to start to see the changes and, you know, just going back. (laughs) Yeah. Just going back a few steps and being like, well, what do I need to change? Or sometimes people look at other people's lives a lot of times and it's like, well, she's doing this and she's doing that. So maybe if I start doing this, that's going to correct what I, this, this void I feel, but yet your lives are different. So, you know, so yeah, that's been, and like you said, unlearning, and the attachment and letting go of stuff like you said so many key um key points in this it's not the magic blue pill it's about going back and taking inventory and unlearning (laughs) yeah it's it's gonna take time and time practice and patience and all of those things but you have to be willing to do it you know not everybody is on a self-love journey not everyone is on that healing path Mm -hmm. and that's okay and you know yeah 
And it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like, okay. you know, and, and you may not, and you don't have to call it self-love as well too, you know, but like I said, where intention goes, energy will flow. Yes. And, 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 it's, and it's positive and negative. So if the intention is to constantly be bringing yourself down and it, then life is going to be feeling down, um, you know, if you're constantly, you know, doing that self-sabotaging and, you know, and just doing things more in the lower vibrational space, just being mindful of it. And like I said, grateful, grateful, grateful for this conversation because it's bringing awareness to it. And I feel like if I heard this conversation before I even went on, started my journey, unknowingly walking into starting my journey when I started taking yoga and stuff like that, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I, I could have received this yeah. and been like, hmm, do I do that? Do I give compliments back? Like, you know, start going and start like receiving it and then you know it's and it may not be this conversation they may just start hearing multiple conversations like this and then all right. of a sudden it's like and that's how it goes that's why we have to be mindful of you know I want to be mindful of putting it out there like I may not be the one that you know the camel that broke you know the the straw that broke the camel's back but I mm -hmm. could have been one of the straws to build up to the person getting to that place where it's like oh okay it's time Yes. I have a vibe. Yes. And um, okay, yeah, you 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 gave us some amazing conversation and I love oh, your voice. You. It's you're welcome. It's so calming. <laughs> it's like, um, do you have a meditation album out there? Like you definitely sound like you should have one. I am working on it as we speak. That's so funny that you said that because um, I am also a guided meditation teacher, uh, which is new. I just graduated so from that program and I'm going to be adding more guided meditations on my website and on my podcast as well. So beautiful. In today's podcast, the last question I have for you is what does becoming unique mean to you? Becoming unique uh, for me means tapping into all of your, like all of your, I would, don't want to use the actual word, but your unique gifts that you were given and yeah. that sometimes get buried under all of the stuff that we experience in life. Um, so I really feel like becoming unique is tapping into all of your powers, tapping into all of your confidence, tapping into your inner peace, and just diving in and going for what you know you deserve. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, that you're destined for more. So really tapping into that and just being like standing strong on what you know yourself like what you know yourself to be, like that true you. So I don't know if that made sense, sorry. <laughs> it, it totally made sense. I love okay. it. Tapping into your power, your uniqueness, yes. like just tapping in. Uh, yeah. Like it, know like, thyself, know yes. thyself. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, like I say, it's, it, I love it because it's like the conversations will start to shift the, the needle. Um, exactly. This conversation was blank. Then you know we stay in our old ways, but like just hearing other people talk about this and like, yeah, I am the master. Let me tap into my power. 
exactly and not from like a way where it's like you feel like you're better than everyone it's just from a very empowered space yes 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 yeah I I agree so much and 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 that's exactly my goals (laughs) and I don't want to walk into a room be like anyone thinking I'm better than them I just want to walk into a room with you know feeling self-confident and just feeling in a place of security in my own power, not being powerful over everyone else. I don't want to overpower anyone. I just want to be, you know, with my own power, you know, and tap into myself. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's a constant journey. Um, Yeah. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have been nothing but amazingness. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Leticia, for showing up for the Become a Unique podcast and having this beautiful conversation with me about learning to fall in love with yourself. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for showing up to become a unique podcast and listen to it in its entirety. Make sure you check out all of the teachers information in the details. And yeah, you guys have an amazing week. And next episode is not going to land on a Sunday. It's actually going to land on June 21st. June 21st is going to be the two-year anniversary of the Becoming Unique podcast. So check out a very special episode on that day. Bye, guys.